All right, so I'm currently on the phone with Trinity. She's another musician that reached out about the current interview series. So I'm gonna go ahead and give her the chance to introduce herself. Hey everyone, uh, my name is Trinity Colvin. I'm 24 years old and I was born and raised in Anchorage, Alaska. I recently just moved to New York October of last year and so far I'm having a blast. Um, I moved here for school to pursue a bachelor's degree in musical theater. And on the side, I, I have a five to six piece band in my back pocket and we've just been gigging around NYC. Awesome, very cool. Um, so let's kind of go back to Alaska. Uh, tell me about how you kind of first encountered music and wanted to make sure that that was a part of your life. Yeah, so I grew up in a very musical family. My aunt is the founder and director of a performing arts, a Christian-based performing arts group called Black Arts North Academy. And when I was around two or three years old, I started getting getting involved with this organization. We toured all over Alaska and we got to open up for a lot of artists that did come to, you know, for their concerts and stuff. But I, I really grew up just watching my aunt. She sang in church along with my uncle. He is also um, a, a theater grad. <laughs> so uh, I grew up around and just in that environment and then eventually once I got to be elementary middle school age I started getting involved in community theater and musical theater I think I was around ooh, maybe nine or ten years old when I got my first big part I, I played Chester in, <laughs> in a, a musical about Dracula's bunny called Bunicula and <laughs> Even further along, um, I, I played Sebastian and the Little Mermaid. And being around people that have the same interest in you really just developed this drive in me to keep going and to have this be what I do for the rest of my life. So that was honestly such a blessing and an experience to have um so tell me about how that kind of turned into wanting to go to college for it and then uh, moving to new york yeah so i was whoo, 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 goodness gracious i uh, however old you are freshman year i want to say i was 14 maybe 15 somewhere in there um i was selected to compete in a competition hosted by the NAACP. It's called AXO. So um, how it works is you have your local round and then the winners from the local round that score high enough are sent to the national competition. So I scored high enough to compete at the national level. So they flew me to Vegas. I met so many students around the same age, 14, 15, all high school age students that were already working at, at a professional level. And it was just mind boggling to me that, oh my God, like I can really do this even at my age. So uh, I sat through some of the, the contestants and watched them perform, heard some of their stories. And from there, I realized, oh crap, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of behind. So after graduating, I, I was seeking performance opportunities. And when I was 16 years old, I auditioned for the United States Army Band and I got in and um, I graduated high school. I went, I signed my contract, went to basic training and then went through the U.S. Army School of Music in Little Creek, Virginia. And it was there that I realized, OK, OK, so I'm from Alaska. I don't have much. I know what right looks like, and this is where I want to be. So 
if I just keep going and keep pushing myself, eventually I will get there. I will get there. I just had to keep myself, keep telling myself I will get there. Went through the school of music. I met all these amazingly talented musicians and I learned so much, not just about the music side of it, but the business aspect of it as well. Like um, when you're in the army band, you don't, you're not only just a musician, but you're expected to help support the unit as well. So part of my job was working in public affairs. I ran the Facebook page, the Instagram. I learned about marketing and advertising and um, all of that. I just kind of poured back into myself and my personal independent career following my time in the army, completed my contract, moved to NYC because I heard this was the place to be for performing <laughs> performance opportunities. And it also helped that I had a scholarship to go to one of the best performing arts schools out there, AMDA. Mm -hmm. So I took my scholarship, went to AMDA for a bit. And um, again, I like I was surrounded by people that were doing better than me in this industry. And again, like at my age, so I just felt compelled and and truly motivated to want to get to their level. You know, I I know it's not like a competition, but in a way, it is a it's a competition. And I I feel like once you put yourself in an environment where everyone around you is constantly growing, that's the only way you're gonna really learn anything and get better. Like I love Alaska truly, but. Unfortunately, we just don't have the same opportunities as everyone in New York. So mm -hmm. I wasn't really able to compete in a healthy way to grow. So when I came here and I was <laughs> failing a little bit, uh, I really had to depend on myself to just tell myself, keep going no matter what. Like, that's just the theme of my life is, you know, this too shall pass. I, I moved here with all bright eyed, bushy tailed, thinking, oh, if I'm just if I'm just talented enough, I'll be OK. I'll make it. But unfortunately, that's not the case. You got to know the business aspect of it as well. And I'm still learning my lessons and uh, embracing the suck, as we say in the <laughs> army. Well, it's it's very uh, commendable of you to, you know, find yourself in that situation, recognize that you kind of have to push yourself further to get where you want to be and then rising to the challenge that you set for yourself. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, OK, now you're in New York, you're going to school for, you know, performance. Uh, you also mentioned that you have a five to six piece band uh, in your back pocket, as you put it. Um, tell me about that. Yes. Oh, anyone who knows me knows I live on that musician's Facebook page. <laughs> so um, funny story. I was offered a gig at Berlin NYC and I noticed the other artists also had bands. And I'm like, OK, you know, I've worked with bands before. I feel more comfortable with the band. I, of course, went to the Facebook page, said, hey, I got this gig coming up, met everyone and in the rehearsal room, it was amazing because I've never worked with musicians that, because, um, you know, you send out the set list and then you just pray to God that they actually take a moment to listen to it. And not only did they listen to it, but they studied it. They came to rehearsal and already knew the game plan. They already knew the form. We didn't waste any time learning songs. It was just the little nuances and figuring out how as an ensemble can we, you know, make this the best product that it can be. And those are the type of people that I, I absolutely love to work with. And from there, we've been 
feature or we've been asked to play at like Brooklyn Music Kitchen, the Delancey. We've got, you know, a couple projects that we're working on um, on getting us in, into those venues as well. And we also have a performance coming up as a part of a, an R&B series called Bronx uh, Soul Series. So we're going to be over there in October. But um, yeah, like these musicians, uh, I just this is something I think is just I might just be a New York thing. I don't know. But I find that a lot of musicians come to New York and they're really on their grind. They are excellent musicians. I mean, just holy crap. I've, I've just, I'm just in such awe of the people that I have the privilege of getting to work with. Mm-hmm. And I wish that I could, you know, I had a million dollars, you know, also in my back pocket to just pay them and use completely at my disposal but the you know the world doesn't really understand just how much work and money and time and labor goes into being proficient at your instrument and the fact that i have found five i also have a keyboardist but they've they're also booked and busy all over so i say five to six piece band but to find people that are proficient at their instrument and willing to embrace the suck with me that are also supportive of my dreams and also understand I, you know, I don't totally know what I'm doing, but I'm learning and I, I have their best interests at heart as well. Those are the people I, I really find important to hang on to because there's, you know, it's New York, you know, there's, <laughs> there's people out there that do not care. So tell me about what your trajectory is. Where do you see yourself going what do you want for yourself in you know five or ten years oh man the dream would be i would love again the people i work with i would love to keep this group and to just gig and gig and gig until i drop (laughs) um i would love a residency at any of these fabulous restaurants lounges um would love to play festivals you know i don't need you know, the big, the big time. I don't need a huge record deal or anything like that. As long as I'm playing music to a crowd that wants to listen along with my band, I am, I'm blessed, (laughs) highly favored. Um, You know, I, I find that, you know, I'm, I'm a religious person. I understand that everyone, you know, but for me, I, I think that music is one of the few things that you can take with you when you leave this earth. So I'm going to bask in it as much as I can while I'm here and take advantage of the creative freedom that I now have um, with working with these musicians. Um, I've also looked into cruise ship contracts and stuff. I have a genuine interest in that area as well. I don't know too much about it, but something about singing on the Royal Caribbean and Paradise (laughs) for like six months, I will take that also (laughs) awesome so um tell me a couple of your favorite memories of you know learning or writing or playing music what are some of the things that keep you motivated (laughs) oh god oh so one of the things that keeps me motivated i'll never forget it was june 5th 2022 it was my birthday and this is a, a gig i had with the army band and um you know my aunt has always told me, you know, Trinity, when you, before you blow up, before you get big, you need to decide just how much you're willing to take. What are you willing to do? What are your limitations? And just decide what kind of artist you want to be before you blow up. 
So I'm like, okay, you know, I've always told myself I'm always going to make time for my fans. I'm always going to be nice to everyone I come across. So it's June 5th. My band was asked to open up the Ludacris. I'm like, oh my God, like Luda? Luda? Okay, okay, okay. Got to be best behavior. I got to sing my absolute best. Got to do the absolute best I can do. We get there super early at at the site, the venue, and um, it's other soldiers that don't know anything about music or anything. They're setting up the stage, and mind you, this is the biggest stage that has ever hit Fairbanks, Alaska. Um, I want to say it's the biggest like outdoor venue, outdoor stage that has ever been, um, you know, in Fairbanks. So I'm backstage. And I'm waiting for Ludacris to come out of his van so that way he can watch us perform. And he didn't come out of his van. I'm like, what? I I really wanted him to, <laughs> to mm-hmm. watch us perform. So we get through our set and everything. I go backstage and I'm waiting because now it's his turn to perform. And he gets out of his van and he books it to the stage immediately. There were so many soldiers and so many people waiting for like an autograph or, you know, just a picture at least. And ignored all of them and then went over his set time. So it pushed the artist that was supposed to go after him. I want to say it was Brantley Gilbert or somebody. Um, It pushed their time. They had less time to perform because he took so long. He got right back in his van and then he left. And from that experience, I really, I really, uh, I don't know. I didn't mean to take it so personally. I get it. Not everyone is always in the mood for autographs, pictures, and stuff like that. But it was definitely that moment when I realized, okay, you know, there for me, if it were me coming, and I know a lot of people bought tickets to come. It's Fairbanks, so you know, you know, know how long you're driving to even get there. I myself. We, my band, we drove six and a half hours just to be here. And um, I decided that no matter how I'm feeling, no matter what, I'm always just going to give the courtesy of at least saying thank you. Because these soldiers are were full uniform. I don't know if you know how heavy that uniform is, but it's hot. It's summer. We're working and and they're working hard. I've learned that I'm always at least going to express gratitude and make sure that everyone that's working for me and is under me is going to understand that I'm extremely appreciative of of them and their work and their efforts. Um, And if it's not too much of a trouble, I'm I'm always going to at least try to like take a photo or speak to them if they have any questions about the entertainment industry. I'm all about standing and solidarity with other artists because the only way to make this work is if we all work together. You can't really do anything by yourself. So, I mean, it was awesome getting to perform on that stage. It's the same stage as Ludacris, and it was amazing. But I I went home, like, kind of (laughs) sad because I really was hoping to, you know, get more out of it than just, you know, seeing him for 0.5 seconds <laughs> well it sounds like you took the the good lesson out of it instead of being completely bitter about it um so where where can people check out you know the band that you're playing with and then any sort of future endeavors that you're in what are your social media links? Mm-hmm. so october 21st we're going to be performing bronx soul series uh address tbd 
But um, you can also check me out on Instagram at McTrinster. That's M-C-T-R-I-N-S-T-E-R. I also have a Facebook page where I post about my performances, upcoming gigs on Facebook at Trinity Colvin, also at McTrinster. And my next performance is actually going to be in Harlem at the Apollo Theater September 27th. I'll be competing for $20,000. So if if you would love to come see that i do have a link on my facebook page where you can purchase tickets awesome very cool so i always like to give the person i'm interviewing the opportunity to put out their last words so a message you believe in that you want to throw out there yeah i would say it doesn't matter where you're from doesn't matter you know the experiences that you've gone through that may have you know have deterred you away from your your dreams and your goals do not give up I'm from Anchorage, Alaska. I'm telling you, we just got our first Krispy Kreme maybe like five or six years ago. <laughs> you know, it's it's a rural town. But, you know, even coming from such a small town, there's still, there's still people there that love me and support me. And I'm sure, no, you know, no matter what you're going through, there's people that love you and that support you and want to see you succeed. It does not matter where you come from. It is where you're going. Don't give up and um, also do your best to do your due diligence, to do your research. Talk to people that are already working in this industry that, you know, you can get a hold of and be willing to learn, be willing to be wrong, be willing to, you know, maybe not make the amount of money that you want right off the bat, but, you know, get some networking um you know, benefits out of it. You know, there's going to be a lot of trial and error. So don't let the error deter you away from what it is that you want to do in this life. 